0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Google Workspace Recap, your number one source for everything in Workspace by the Tag Geeks Network. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. Doing a day recording for the first time in a while since Steve was under the weather last night, which works out well for me since it's Hanukkah. Last night I celebrated at the world-famous Magic Castle, where my brother-in-law was on the building for the first time ever, so that was super exciting. I also have my Festival of Lightsabers shirt on, so... <laughs> Happy Hanukkah it's to all of cool. our Jewish listeners out there, and happy holidays to everyone. Steve, how's
1: it going? Uh, pretty good. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, much better. It's more like, like, it's awesome. like a one-day flu type thing, fever and sore those. throat, and, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I am surprised. Well, I mean, I've not, uh, everyone keeps saying, like, I, I must have caught it at some point in the last couple of years, but I've yet to test positive for COVID, despite looking after people that have had it for, like, five days and
0: yeah same.
1: I don't know. it's possible I mean it's not impossible that you cannot catch it but
0: yeah absolutely i mean i've had a I've had flu like things and symptoms, but it hasn't officially been covid like I don't think any yeah. time yeah I haven't actually gotten it. It's possible that I had it and didn't know know because I mean we're just not testing as frequently anymore um you can certainly carry mm-hmm. it and whatnot but uh yeah, I'm rather fortunate in that department so yeah but I have a pretty strong yeah, I... immune system also. <laughs> So that helps. yeah and I was
1: I was looking at uh, you know back to the to the magic uh comment there there's a there's a place in Chicago called the Ma- the magic lounge and uh mm-hmm. it's you know similar similar um, to I think the one that you have out there by you but yeah not quite the same I don't think it's it's not related at all uh, right it's you know more open to the public type of a thing and just a, a venue dedicated to music and magic it looks like so not just uh, like a, I'm sure more like, yours is more a, like a private members uh, club for magicians. Uh, it is. Yeah. It it's like. members
0: only. And you have to get in with a member or yep. by mm-hmm. invitation of a member. Uh, right. Neil Patrick Harris is probably one of their more famous, well-known ones. He started there when he was a teenager as one of their up and coming junior, um, uh, magicians. And, uh, he I didn't he, realize he's a magician. A while. He's a renowned magician. Oh, yeah. Really?
1: yeah. I've never seen him do magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you should look it's it time. up. It's it's pretty cool to watch. Um, so my brother-in-law, uh, I'm going to give him a shout out here, Tomer Kafif, Tomerkmagic.com if anybody's interested. Uh, I went to see his first on stage like as a member show. There's like tiers to get in and basically you have to first do your time as an associate or not an associate but a prob- probation uh, member and then work your way up. So this was his first time on a big stage. So the whole family uh, yes. went out for a nice evening of magical entertainment. It was crazy. Some of the stuff that he did and some of the other magicians, oh, man, floating blocks and card tricks galore, of course, but mind-blowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, Neil Patrick Harris was the he was the president of the board of directors for the Magic Castle for yep. four years, it looks yep. like. Yeah, interesting. Didn't know that. All right, well, learned something new today. There you Today go. Today I learned, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't. show off
0: my shirt here. Let's see. Oh, let's see. The, let's have a look. There's the menorah with the lightsabers for anybody who uh, isn't on the YouTube side. Got the Star Wars symbols on there. It's my my festive, not so ugly holiday. Not so sweater because it's a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but this is California, okay? I mean, it's 68 oh, degrees outside right I now. Wish,
1: I wish <laughs> that Google holiday sweater was in more sizes.
0: Yeah, that thing is nice. That's what uh, it's a picture like an extra. Over ex- was it was like
1: an XL only? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, it kind of caught it towards the end of the Christmas season. It was on the Google um, European merch store. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of looking at what was available and saw that, and nothing like that I don't think exists in the U.S. store, unfortunately. But
0: not that I saw, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's. some little interesting uh, differences there between what's available between the two stores.
0: Yeah, I saw Microsoft had a nice one. Also, they had uh, Clippy. The ugly oh, Clippy, yeah. ugly sweater is back. <laughs> good times. Nice. Good times.
1: Yeah. All right let's see let's go through the updates here oh and then should we we do have a special episode coming up though we're just waiting to nail down the date with uh with alex bauer on the chrome team again so that should be yeah we should be recording that this week is the expectation we were gonna try we were gonna try to squeeze it in tonight but i think we need a little bit more time to kind of get ready so hopefully one day this week before the, yeah. Uh, and
0: our our last time that we did that, it was live, which did give people the opportunity to ask questions. That being said, um, the live doesn't produce oh, yeah. as high quality a show. So we're going to do it recorded this time. But if you do have questions, please, by all means, shoot us an email. Um, you can email me or tabgeeks, info at tabgeeks.com. You got to get know, this out Twitter. quick then
1: tonight, Jesse. I, I
0: will be getting this out today. <laughs> Two days. That's and the idea. Minutes. We're going to record and then I'm going to let it process, which record takes about uh, no, half an hour or something, and then download and throw it on the track and, and render yeah. and upload. So all that okay. whole process takes several hours. So, yeah. Uh, right, you know, That's, it's, right. It's the annoying part.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, some of it is just waiting for YouTube to
0: process it. But yeah, I mean. Right.
1: That's my I meeting. Mean, all right. Well, let's get through this. So, decent decent number of updates this week uh we had uh five through the um through the announce- the main announcements uh, that we saw during the week and then we had three uh thrown in here at the uh the end of week recap and then we have uh, a few interesting uh pieces uh to report in the news i uh you know we did a little bit of testing of the chat uh gpt and the the you know, the open ai capabilities good thing the good thing we found is you know it it, it hasn't uh, replaced us it's not going to replace us anytime <laughs> soon by the looks of things i think there's still a long way to come for uh doing very niche specific type of uh you know responses and uh, content creation so it hasn't uh hasn't taken over our jobs just yet so that's good to know uh, but looking at those updates yeah looking at those updates um, from the silent releases that we saw uh, there's some drive approvals that are now available on android and ios apps which is great uh, yeah, I've used those a lot and, you know, I've always just had to review a document and then, you know, kind of message someone if I wasn't able to get to the desktop to say, uh, hey, that's approved. Just, just go ahead with it. Um, also, there's some new keyboard shortcuts for Google Sheets on Android, which I found kind of interesting because like, I don't remember the last time I um, attached a, a keyboard to an Android device. But, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, well, actually, I haven't used an Android device in a long time, actually other than a phone i mean not a a large format device and anyway in any case they're
0: coming
1: i know i know Uh, i've seen (laughs) that and then some added functionality for storage management which is nice Uh, some good features there Uh, and then looking at the published releases we have uh, the ability to easily format and display code in google docs really weird though that this is only for certain SKUs. it's kind of one of those features just like should be available to everyone, but alas, it's not. Uh, so, code blocks for those that are not on the right SKUs still. And then, uh, next, we have email notifications from Google now are now available in the Alert Center. Uh, you can enjoy improved cell performance with intelligent network switching in Google Voice. It's an interesting title there, long one there. I think we'll get to the heart of what that is. It's probably pretty simple. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I've always noticed, well, this is more on the meat side of things and how it handles uh, calls and meetings and connections. But uh, I I think there was something else with the way, yeah, there's something with the way that meat was leveraging like carrier grade connections through pops where other providers weren't able to do that. I think that was something that I'd found out from, from David at one point. Uh, Next on the update, so we have expanded language support for captions and translated captions in Google Meet. And then finally, client-side encryption for Gmail is now available in beta, and there's a form to fill out and uh, get involved with that if you're interested. I think, again, a limited. Uh, a It's one of those limited uh, subsets of domains will take advantage of that given the complexities and costs associated with that, but uh, that is now available in beta. And then in, in other news, as I said, uh, we were unable to get uh, ChatGPT to summarize last week's Google Workspace updates. It just couldn't handle that request. I don't know if there's a better way to phrase the question, but that is exactly what there I is, said, summarize last not. week's Google Workspace updates. I tried a lot of different ways. It just, it just The reason
0: for it. that, I know why, hmm. it was trained on a data set from a year and a half ago. It doesn't yeah, have but, any oh, last current. Weeks. Does not have any current up to date information in mm. it, unless it happened a year and a half ago. Interesting.
1: So that's very. So I wonder if you data. could
0: say summarize a podcast episode or write show notes for a mm. podcast episode based on updates made to Google Workspace. If yeah. it would pull something along those lines, so that should be your next test.
1: Clue. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I finally got access to it. It Took a while to get my account activated because I hadn't signed up and started using it in the early days. Yeah. so it took a little while it's to a little get crazy uh... active. Yeah, there was I don't know what the costs are on it, but I don't think I don't think anyone has a clear understanding of what the costs are associated with running these queries. But you know, there was some like very poorly estimated um, <laughs> b- podcast that said oh, you know, it's like 0. 0.0003 cents per query. And there's, you know, so many queries per day being run. Okay. So it's costing like three million a day to run this. But sure like, it it's, it's, well, right. <laughs> it's backed by, I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a, a cost associated with the, the infrastructure that's running on. And I mean, yeah, Microsoft is, is, Microsoft is the, the main backer to it. Right. So I'm sure that they are, um, you know, allowing these things to run at a, at a very reasonable if zero cost, given uh, their support of uh, the platform. But who knows? I know they're, they're definitely also spending likely, a lot of money with no revenue.
0: They're also likely capturing all of these questions to train, the, mm. continue training um, yeah. the model. So, yeah. you know, this is a beta test then more than anything else.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have Google uh, an article from Nine to Five about Google Pixel tablet and speaker dock prototypes have leaked on the Facebook Marketplace. Uh, another Nine to Five article here about Lenovo IdeaPad 3i Chromebook has a bigger display and thinner bezel and a backlit keyboard, which backlit keyboards are always amazing. Love those. Yes. Uh, a Len- or a um a Verge article here about Lenovo's new laptops will make you choose between a bigger screen or a nicer screen that mm. goes
0: together with the previous article
1: nicer for me i would rather mm. have nicer than bigger i don't know
0: same well it depends yeah. on how small it is but yeah <laughs>
1: yeah but most everything is like 13 14 inch anyways like i'm not gonna yeah. have a i don't want an 11 inch screen of course not but you know 13, well, the like, eleven-inch, the
0: the eleven-inch HP X2 is a nice, yeah. you know, yeah, bedside Chromebook. It, it's it's not bedside, that bad. I mean, that being said, I have the uh, the t- <laughs> There's I have a new category. what can I say? <laughs> it's Bedside, <laughs> bedside Chromebook it's, and, and and couch. I'm well, sure marketers love you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, people have used couch, you know, iPads and, and Chromebooks for couch laptops for for yeah, years. Yeah. And, you know. I had a friend growing up, um, his his father used to keep an iPad, like the second gen is way back, in the couch cushions. Like he would just reach down behind him and just pull out okay. from the couch. I was like, how does that not get crushed or destroyed? Yeah. But he always just, you know, pulled it out and he would yeah. do whatever, look up his shows or play his game or whatever it was while he was watching TV. So there, there's your category. Nice. <laughs> nice' uh, then-
1: look yeah, and then I'm another sorry. one here from nine to five, which is uh, why is Google making a Pixel Tablet Pro? Uh, yeah,
0: because Google is uh, what's what's the term I'm looking for? Can't make up the damn minds about I mean, tablets. I don't you know. I don't know. They,
1: they can they can be. I think I think Google can can be adventurous in some of the things that it creates because like they're not yes. going to be the market leader in things, right? But they can right. be an, an innovator in some of these formats and some of the, you know, the products that they're making, which I think is really what they're, you know, that's what they do well is, Mm -hmm. you know, pushing the envelope, I guess, of where things are currently at. And, and also, I mean, I mean, they're also not the, they're the, the biggest brand that can, you know, make these product enhancements known to people I think is really what they can do. Well, of course, there's a lot of features and functionalities that, you know, probably other brands have created that are maybe much smaller, um, but I think Google uh, does a good job of, you know, publicizing their their products and mm-hmm. things like that. So
0: well, that was the point of the Pixel originally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So indeed, indeed. All right, let's dive into the details here of those silent uh, announcements and releases that we saw. Uh, first one being those Drive approvals available available on Android and iOS apps. So pretty uh, straightforward here in terms of what this update is all about. Uh, These, uh, you know, this update is now going to going to allow approvers uh, to comment, uh, approve or reject a request on a file. And uh, this, you know, started the week of the announcement, which was um, now last week, I guess. I mean, this was uh, this was published on the sixteenth. So. uh, the uh, the feature here, though, is going to be available to just select customers uh, just available to workspace essentials, business standard business plus enterprise essentials, enterprise standard enterprise plus education plus and legacy G suite business customers only interesting that it's not legacy G suite enterprise customers only, or <laughs> business and enterprise. Hmm wonder if that's an oversight there or i wonder if they've just gotten all the legacy g suite enterprise customers off i, I doubt it but uh i, I think if you are on legacy g suite enterprise you probably still have it but uh oh no that's right it didn't sorry I'm. Um, i think enterprise did force the upgrade didn't they yeah i think so i think that's what happened yeah yeah because it's always legacy G Suite basic and business customers mm-hmm. and enterprise has been forced into standard or standard or plus exactly. Yeah, sorry, um, A little uh, product uh, snafu there from my, from, my, from my end. All right, uh, next, uh, new keyboard shortcuts for Google Sheets on Android. Uh, so if you are uh, one of those users that has an external keyboard for your Android device of any kind here, uh, these will extend some additional keyboard shortcuts, and there is a well, there's a link to uh, to have a look at which shortcuts are available, uh, and uh, have a look at that if you are one of those users. And then finally, additional functionality for storage management. So in your admin console, when you are looking at your shared drives and trying to look at a summary and you know a report of those. Uh, previously, you had the issue that, you know, the challenge of shared drives can be named the same thing. Uh, There's no, you know, name clashing kind of, um, you know, limit there, you can, all your shared drives can be named the same if you wanted them to be. How do you distinguish them in your admin console? Well, now you can see the shared drive IDs. And this will, of course, help in that distinguishing, uh, you know, factor there. Uh, But also, in addition to that, you will have the ability to see the limits uh, for that shared drive, uh, because with some of the data controls previously announced, you can limit the amount of storage uh, in a shared drive, and that's now shown as a column. And then finally, there is the ability to see the number uh, of objects as a percentage. Uh, so that you know that's one of the key limits prior to the storage limits being an option it was really you know the op, the the, um, the objects per shared drive, which is 400,000 uh, that was the, the the key metric there of you know hitting some sort of cap on a shared drive was that 400,000 object limit. So if you haven't implemented any storage limits, 400,000 objects is kind of your your main thing you want to keep an eye on uh, and this now allows you to see that in the M console a pretty useful one there very useful for admins to uh uh to, to have all right and then getting into our published releases that uh, that first one here being the ability to easily format and display code in Google Docs and Jesse I think you'll be happy with uh I mean I think this animation here is pretty decent dimensions in the uh you know animated gif uh format probably not as high as you would have hoped, but looks pretty good. <laughs> and uh, so you'll be able to find that in the insert menu and going into building blocks and code block, and then you have some options there of the different types of uh, code blocks that are available to you. Of course, not as extensive as what the docs add on code blocks uh, gives you, but you know, a, a good a good start Uh, to this. So if you are uh, one of the uh, domains that will have access to this, try it out. Uh, In terms of the rollout for this one, uh, it is going to uh, roll out to the rapid release domains on an extended rollout, potentially longer than 15 days for visibility here starting on December 14th. And then for scheduled release domains, it's also on to send a rollout potentially longer than 15 days starting on the 3rd of January uh, next year. And as I said, this is only available to certain uh, certain SKUs. It is going to be available to the Business Standard, Business Plus, Enterprise Standard, Enterprise Plus, Education Standard, Education Plus, Customers, and Nonprofits. So not available to uh, personal accounts and any of the other ones that I have not mentioned there.
0: So that is a good size uh, screenshot, or rather GIF. So thank you for that. But yeah. Steve, I do want to point out, and I don't know if the RSS glitched or something, but you missed one.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe it's good that you facet
0: that. enhancements for cloud search.
1: Oh, let me see Got here. In the
0: chat, there for you.
1: Yep. Let me see here.
0: Now easier to configure and use Cloud Search search filters. Yeah,
1: you know what? I'm looking at the RSS answers. and it's not there.
0: Funky, it's in the recap mm-hmm. post.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good catch. Thank you. Yeah, it didn't it didn't pull in in the RSS on the doc, <laughs> so hmm, i will have to look at the RSS and see what's going on with it again. Uh, all right, let me. Pull that up. Where you sent it in? Google which chat. Are, are, which chat? Well, our space. The space? The space. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. All right. Was that the first one?
0: It was the first one, yeah. Okay. As far as I can tell, Great. that's the only one that's missing. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six total announced updates. All
1: right. Well, good. We'll jump back to that one here in a sec. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, I think that was all that I wanted to mention around the format display code. Cool. So jumping back then to the the first update that happened last week, which is on a Tuesday, is, as Jesse mentioned, facet enhancements for Cloud Search. I'd really be curious to how many people are leveraging Cloud Search. (laughs) Yeah. I really would
0: a good question
1: yeah there was there was some discussions in mac admins around cloud search recently and yeah the feedback wasn't all that positive in terms of those that had been looking into it and how you know it's implemented and how it works and i don't know i'm sure there's some orgs that enterprises and customers might find it useful. Uh, but looking at this update here, uh, if you are a cloud search customer, it is going to be easier to configure and use cloud search filters and facets with multiple enhancements. Uh, there's some uh, new capabilities here, where faceting support for integer type fields, such as priority levels uh, for support tickets or the number of pages in a document. Uh, there's also some out of the box faceting support for document size document creation and custom date fields a new default reserved operator for document size and created date fields. And then finally a simplified create API response with filters being directly provided in the response. So if you are one of those cloud search customers, those are now available to you within the product. And I'm, you know, sure there's a lot of additional development that you will have to do to, uh, take advantage of those features. Uh, next, uh, back to our list here, number three now on the on the updates, email notifications from Google now available, not Google now, because that was a product at one point. <laughs> so, <just. laughs> We're not talking about Google now uh, notifications, uh, email notifications from Google, comma, now available in the Alert Center. <laughs> I think there should have been a comma there, or well, is not a capital N, right? So I guess how long ago was Google now that was a, that was a long time ago
0: I want to say yeah. 20
1: was one of the early products I mean of...
0: yeah that was part of Android early wasn't it yeah.
1: yeah something
0: like that 2012 it started let's see here I got it I got this initial release was 2012 10 years ago and yeah. um, I think the last release was in 2015 ago, right? Ooh, 15, 7 okay. years ago 7 yeah yeah it, uh, it it became Google
1: Assistant, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with this one, uh, this is kind of talking about admins and the notifications they receive from Google, informing them about updates. Uh, those uh, notifications uh, can be related to a variety of things, such as security, billing, or critical product changes. Uh, so when admins receive these notifications, they will also be captured in the alert center and just making it easier for admins to stay on top of Important communications from Google. So, if you, uh, you know, I think is there something that you need to do here? I don't think there is. I think you can set. I think you can define. I if you can define the status, uh, the severity. Uh, maybe they just come in with a default severity. Might be it. Because uh, you know, like when you push alerts to your alert center, you can define the, those uh, severities. But I guess those will come in. default with some sort of value and then you can adjust them Uh, for rollout on this one it is going to be rolling out to both rapid release and scheduled release domains on an extended rollout potentially longer than 15 days starting on the 24th of January so uh, not for a while so this is a very unusual early announcement for this uh, feature that's 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 odd
0: Guess it'll be handy to have it show up That's, in the completed feature rollups.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually the feature is available to one of them right now when they make the announcement. This is uh not a usual rollout pace um uh, <laughs> here. But this is gonna be available to all customers as well as those G Suite basic and business ones as well.
0: Well, they just don't want to push new code before the new year starts, make people work over the holidays.
1: No, I don't (laughs) know. I I don't know. I don't know. It's like the end of January where they're saying it starts. That's just weird. I don't don't know. All right. Looking at Google voice, uh, we have on the next update, you can now enjoy improved call performance with intelligent network switching with Google voice. And uh, this is going to improve call experience with voice to automatically switch ongoing calls between cellular service and Wi-Fi when it determines that one network type will lead to better call quality. Something that I have been having to maintain and manage myself for a long time, I know that like, if I'm moving around, I always turn off Wi-Fi when I'm on calls or if I know I'm going to be on a call because... You know, if I'm on a Wi Fi network that maybe isn't, you know, home or the office, and it's like a, you know, I, there's, you know, there's public Wi Fi SSIDs that I attach to all the time, like when I'm walking down the street or if I'm traveling, like I'm driving, you know, I'm connecting to like Xfinity or, you know, Starbucks Wi Fi as I'm stopped at a light or something like that. Hmm. So hopefully this will help with that. I think, um, I think, you know, I, I mean, if, be great if the phone and voice would recognize oh hey you're traveling you're moving you know distance wise at a relatively high rate of speed or you know you're you're you know moving long distances in a short amount of time you probably shouldn't be on a wi-fi network right you should be connected to the you know 3g 5g whatever network that you're going to be on to better call stability (laughs) i don't know 3 to 4g whatever i'm just used to i'm just used to the 3g term um (laughs) <laughs> okay. Whatever. I don't know. Like I, I don't see. You know, I used to, you used to always see three G on your phone as in terms mm-hmm. of uh, you know value. You, I don't, really, 4G. I don't see four G or five G anymore. You oh, see no, LTE or you do? Oh,
0: I suppose I see. Yeah. Well, I'll see four four G LTE or just LTE. But now I've been seeing five G because that's the marketing gimmick. Yeah. Five G E or five G right? Yeah. I think five or... is there. Yeah. But
1: I don't. I don't get it that much. It's not really.
0: On the iPhone they pushed it out hard.
1: Yeah. I don't notice it that much. It's just but yeah, just to your point,
0: fun. you know, contextual awareness is the holy grail of a lot of these things, and when it comes to that versus privacy concerns, it gets to be a little hairy as to what these big companies are allowed to do and tap into and record and yeah, you know, but I think I think For me, for a know, performance like this with features like this, I'm like, I'm all in, let's go take it all
1: right and (laughs) you don't need to retain that data that's the thing like you don't need to retain that information that the person is moving quickly right Right. then and there like you just need to know it you know at that point in time for like the next you know few minutes basically once it's done it's gone you know you don't create that data
0: auto dumping infrastructure of some sort
1: yeah and you don't even need (laughs) like you don't need to even know the specific coordinates anymore you can just you Mm know say hey they're you know moving this amount of feet in a certain time and it's bigger than what it should be so do this well that's where some um, of the
0: processing the local processing comes in right because then the phone can be the one to say hey mm-hmm. here's only the information you need to know not that they move from here oh, to here right. and so on
1: which is cool yeah yeah the phone Once does that there. calculation keeps it locally on the device and doesn't send it anywhere
0: right but i don't think it's part of the apis or the interface yet so
1: yeah we wouldn't need yeah i mean well that you wouldn't need to have it report it back to the servers, right? You just calculate it locally on the device, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. application would make a determination of what it should do with that value. Yep. So details about this is is really about uh, Google Voice used to only uh, identify the ideal network upon the uh, the time the call was placed, or I, I guess you know maybe the time the call was come incoming. Uh, so this is now going to. I guess continually evaluate, uh, you know, which network is going to be better for the user, uh, for that call. And it's available to all workspace or all Google voice customers, not we're moving away from workspace here is Google voice. So within the Google workspace updates blog, we're seeing a Google voice update here feature, which makes sense. Um, next we have the expanded language support for captions and translated captions in google meet so back here back in january uh, there was the general availability announcement uh, of translated captions in google meet and uh, this announcement here is just expanding upon that previous announcement where uh, users can now translate english calls into japanese uh, simplified mandarin and swedish so Kim, if you're listening, uh, (laughs) you've got some Swedish uh, translations here for you. And um, and then also, you can now translate French, German, Portuguese and Spanish calls into English. That's one that I'm surprised it took long to come out with because those are like the main languages. But I wonder, was there any, I wonder if if that's the first, I wonder if that's the first non-English to something uh, announcement because those seem like the core ones you would have.
0: Uh, could be.
1: You know, on an initial announcement. Yeah. Why Swedish? <laughs> well, that's English English too, right? English to Japanese, yeah. Mandarin Swedish. I don't know. Um, could be, you know, a lot of Swedish Googlers.
0: I don't know. There you go. Maybe. It's
1: big, big office there. I mean, I know, uh, I think Google Meet, Google Meets Team. Yes, Google, you're responding to me now. Um, Google Meets Team. Yeah, I know. Uh, the team for Google Meet, I believe, is based in the Nordics, and Sweden might be the main place for it. Uh, that was one of the companies they acquired, I think, was based there. Uh, yeah. And... It says, additionally, standard captions are now available in Japanese, Russian, Italian, Korean, Dutch, Portuguese, Mandarin, traditional, and some languages will include a beta tag as they continue to optimize performance and introduce additional languages over time. So, of course, those updates will be here. We will talk to you about them as they come out. Uh, This rollout is coming to rapid release and scheduled release domains on a full rollout with one to three days for feature visibility. And that started on the 16th of December. So all done with that one or should be, and it's available to, uh, translated captions It's available to meetings organized by workspace business standard plus enterprise starter, enterprise standard enterprise plus education plus, and the teaching and learning upgrade customers. And then with captions, uh, that is going to be available to all Workspace customers, as well as the Legacy G Suite Basic and Business, which is nice. Captions are, uh, yeah, captions are kind of one of those universally accessibility features that you like to see everyone have access to. Indeed. All right, and then finally, the client-side encryption for Gmail is now available in beta. Uh, the education or the Enterprise Plus, Education Plus, Education Standard customers. Are eligible to apply for the beta until the twentieth of Jan. So if you're interested in that, sign up and get your um, get your application in there. the uh, The link, I think, hopefully we'll find the link to the application. Yeah, it takes you to a help article, which then has the, uh, the test the beta test application link within that so you know we will save you the the two clicks and give you the direct link to the form so that you can uh you can go straight there and uh if you are a customer that needs to use this uh, you know i think there's going to be um i think there's a lot of cost involved in this i'm not sure if google is providing this functionality within their platform i think the whole point is that it's you know uh encryption available outside of Google's oversight. So, yeah, have a look at this. I don't think it's changed. I don't think that part has changed much from when I last looked at it uh, in terms of customers being able to retain control over those encryption keys and identity service to access those keys. This um, uh, this is already you know, something that's already available for Google Drive and Docs and Sheets, Slides and Meets and Calendar, which is also in a beta. Uh this is now coming into uh into the, the the Gmail side of things. So if you're interested in that, sign up. And uh the um availability for this is only gonna be available to Enterprise Plus, Education Plus, and edge education standard customers. So you know, a very small subset of users, so really just Enterprise Plus on uh I guess an our main audience I'd imagine. Mm i not available to anyone else there. So that wraps up the updates that we have for this week. Uh, Jesse, lots of uh, good stuff here in other news. Yeah, to the you, news. Uh, so take that out. you've heard us
0: talk about uh, ChatGPT mm-hmm. a little bit over the last couple of episodes here. And I did mention I was hearing through the rumor mill that Google is working on it, uh, well, it has an option of their own or a version of their own. Uh, but we're a little bit uh, taking a back seat to OpenAI open AI and some of the others that we're getting more attention right now. So there's a 9 to 5 Google article here that states that uh, Google, actually, yes. This is confirmed, according to CNBC. Google executives who were asked about it during a recent all hands meeting uh, did state that they they have something similar to this, and no, they are not in fact lagging behind uh, the industry. They, uh, the quote here. Um, they are the AI, the quote here is that the AI can quote, make stuff up. And uh, they want to they want to kind of avoid that. And so that's from Google AI head Jeff Dean. Uh, if they're not sure, if the AI isn't really sure about something, they'll just tell you, you know, elephants are the animals that lay the largest eggs or whatever he said. So they're they're working to make sure that the answers that it gives are balanced and correct. And, uh, you know, in the areas that they're supposed to be, I suppose. So there's a couple of links on this article if you're interested in more yeah. information about that. But you know, we're not there yet. Our our jobs are no. safe. Well, yeah,
1: I, I you know, I did I did um I did take your advice though and I uh, I went and just, you know, put in a question to uh OpenAI here and said summarize Google Workspace updates from 2020. And it's writing them right now. It says Google Workspace, <laughs> formerly known as G Suite has made a number of updates and new features available to users in 2020. Some of the notable updates include and then of course it lists five notable updates so yeah that's kind of interesting
0: if it was if it was trained on a more recent data set then it could write my end of your recap post for me <laughs> yeah it
1: might yeah actually that's yeah i will so uh, I bloggers will that you've been here. warned
0: we'll uh, will throw it up on, <laughs> on the side over over here um all right on to the next one uh google has been as you know Moving in a direction of having larger screen, uh, feature sets for tablets and, and, you know, Android larger screens. And I hypothesize that it may have something to do with a coming foldable pixel, perhaps. But also with, apparently, a, a slew. I was gonna say a slate, which would also work. But given that they used to call it the pixel slate, we're gonna avoid that. So a slew of tablets, a bunch of tablets that are coming out here. And, um, Honestly, they have to be doing it on purpose at this point, but it leaked on Facebook Marketplace. There's a gallery of photos here on also 9 to 5 Google of actual working images of the dock that they teased uh, at, um, what do you call it, that they teased at IO, I think it was. And um, you've got the charging speaker dock and the detachable tablet and how it all connects and charges and charging adapter and there and whatnot. So um, you know this is coming. And uh, we do have another article talking about uh, Uh, pixels is, or not pixels, but larger tablets, so I'm going to skip the other two updates temporarily while I bring this article up, but also a 9-to-5 Google. I was busy on them this week, it seems. Uh, But all signs are pointing to Google releasing not one, but two Android tablets in 2023. And they asked the question, why is Google making a Pixel Tablet Pro at all? And that's what Steve and I were discussing a little bit earlier in the show. You know, Google has basically said at one point in the last uh, couple of years, nope, we're done. We're not doing tablets anymore. Forget about it. And, um... It seems that they have uh, changed their mind on that one and it makes sense you know they should they should as as steve was saying have the device that is supposed to be the the you know the market leader or at least the design leader Showing off all of the cool new things it can do. Google has a lot of really awesome uh, tech that they put into these, as has been seen in the Pixel line. And I was very disappointed to see them get out of making Chromebooks, but that's part of what this, what their Chrome Chromebook uh, line did, was to show off all of the amazing features until the other manufacturers caught up, which is what they have effectively done now. So I think Google is trying to throw their hat back in the ring here, uh, like they're doing with the with the Pixel line on the cell phone side and try their hand once again at tablets. And hopefully uh, the strategy of it revolving around the home is going to work better for them than their previous strategies. Then uh, the last two things I have here are about Lenovo's uh, early announcements of new Chromebooks that are coming out in advance of CES. I was actually just having a conversation with a client. Have you been to CES? I I have not. I bought tickets uh, like twice and then ended up returning them and and not going because of various different reasons. Also, it's... I would love to go too, but it's so hard to rationalize because I mean it's it's a shit show because it's Vegas. I know, and but a million it's, people it's there. It's a one-time but it's all thing. Like, I would love to go once. And, I don't want to yes, go all the time.
1: I would love to go once.
0: It would be that would be awesome. Um, but basically, uh, if you're in the market for a new Chromebook, maybe wait a couple of weeks and see what's announced at CES. You keep in mind that stuff announced at CES don't always come out right away. Oftentimes, yeah. like these Chromebook updates that we Google roadmap
1: <laughs> items, you know, it's exactly, like, exactly. Well, oh, these, yeah, these
0: ones the lenovo's here are only coming out i think in may so uh yeah expected for release in may 2023 so even if you are so i would say if you're expecting to get a new chromebook in the next uh, six to eight months then maybe wait and see what's going out there but if you need one now then you can well, go and buy what's what's out there next
1: well you should go buy of uh, uh the um the framework why my framework framework was yeah. it, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah it was frame something yeah i doubt they're uh, announcing
0: yeah. a new model at uh, at cc no
1: <laughs> no, but you're just like, if you need a new one, you're saying, like, that should be one of the ones yeah, you exactly. go and get, right? Yeah. Most definitely.
0: All right. And uh, that's it. That's all for this week. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter at Workspace Recap, And on our website, WorkspaceRecap.com. Hit the subscribe button wherever you happen to be listening to us. And uh, happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. And uh, we will, yeah, we're going to do a show next week. So have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next week.